Hello everyone and welcome back to Dancer Talks. My name is McCall Sheets and I'll be your host. I cannot believe that I've been doing this podcast for two years already. I've learned so much and I'm so grateful for all of the guests that have been on the show so far and all of my amazing listeners. So if you don't mind just clicking subscribe on my podcast and also checking out my web show on YouTube. And without further ado, today we have an amazing special guest, Isabel Wallace-Green. She's currently a dancer with Dallas Black Dance Theater and she's been in the Radio City Christmas Spectacular and danced with New Chamber Ballet in New York City. She is also a graduate of the Ailey Fordham BFA program, and I cannot wait to share her story. I have with me Isabel, and I'm so excited for you to be on the podcast today, Isabel. Um, so for anyone who doesn't know you, can you just tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So my name is Isabel Wallace Green. Um, I re- I'm originally from Houston, Texas, but McCall and I met at Fordham University in the Ailey Fordham BFA program, and we were roommates for one year, and so we go way back. Um, we actually met, we met 10 years ago at Boston Valley. Oh, Valley. you're right. You're right. The first time we met. Wow. 10 full years. Yeah. At the Boston Ballet School summer program. Um, I feel like that was maybe like after my freshman year of high school or something like that. Um, but all to say that I, I started dancing um, when I was six at Houston Ballet Academy. So I grew up in the very ballet world. Um, and that led me to go to Boston one summer. And I spent a lot of summers in Houston. Um, but then went to college in New York um, in the Ailey Fordham BFA program and was there for four years and kind of got introduced to so many other styles beyond ballet. Um, and I think that experience reignited kind of my passion for dance because I was definitely burnt out prior to that, um, just in the tense ballet world and trying to balance that with high school and whatnot. Um, but after I graduated, I stayed in New York for some time and was a member of the ensemble cast of the Radio City Christmas Spectacular, which was a really cool experience that I wasn't expecting, but was honored to be a part of. And then um, toured briefly, I think the, pa- the few months after that, I toured to Philadelphia with New Chamber Ballet with another classmate, former classmate of ours who was in that company, um, and then COVID hit. (laughs) So I moved back home to Houston and moved in with my parents and just kind of tried to make my way, still dancing at home when I could and ended up teaching a lot, um, which was a great experience um, for me and ended up being really beneficial in the long run because I'm still teaching now. So that kind of prepped me for how to, you know, better approach students and get across my points um, and help them grow. And then in January of 2021, I moved to Dallas and I joined Dallas Black's, Dallas Black Dance Theater's second company called DBDT Encore. And I was with them um, until June and then had a little break and then joined Dallas Black Dance Theater's main company in August where I currently am uh, 
that's still dancing. So yeah, that's a, that's a little bit about me. <laughs> Amazing. So both of us were in the BFA program. Can you tell me what it was like being at the Ailey Fordham BFA program and also your double major and your graduation speech that you did just to dive into all that because it's so yeah. cool yeah um it was a lot <laughs> i think we can both agree that it's a very intense program um but it exposes you to so much um so i was primarily you know um a dance major but i also wanted to get a second degree um in african and african-american studies which I was so excited to be at Fordham where I could do both of those things um, because I was never really fond of history classes in high school, but I was always like when we got to the um, lessons about black history or African-American history, like that's when my ears perked up. So <laughs> those were like the only moments in history class where I was really excited to learn about. So I decided when I got to college that oh, if this is something I enjoy learning about and I have the opportunity here to do so, then why not? Um, so I managed to balance the two degrees at Fordham and Ailey. Um, it was a lot of long days. McCall and I were just talking about this. It was <laughs> a lot of long days, you know, start your dance classes at 8.30 a.m. And some days you have one dance class at Ailey and then one academic at 10 a.m. five blocks away at Fordham and then at 11.30 back at Ailey. <laughs> so it was a lot of running back and forth down the street um, and a lot of exhaustion. But I think looking back, I, I know it was definitely the right place for me to be. Um, and I just was exposed to so much. I don't think I realized in the moment how much goodness and information I was exposed to. Um, and it's it's only like at points where I am now where I start to recall, oh, this connection was set up to help me now in this moment. Um, so yeah, um, let's see. What were the other parts of your question? <laughs> I know the graduation speech, but. <laughs> um, just the experience about being in college, like. Do you have any tips for an incoming freshman who's coming into the BFA program or a, a dance program in general? Because yeah. it, it's so intimidating. It is, sure. it is. I feel like I, I went in very blind. Like Fordham was actually the only dance program I applied to. So I wasn't necessarily set on dancing in college. So I just came in and was like, oh, I guess this is how it's going to be. <laughs> um, I think you're going to naturally learn how to manage your time. Um, and it, it will seem overwhelming and intimidating at first, but I feel like just learn to appreciate um, all the moments that are offered. Like, I feel like sometimes we take, we took them for granted. Like we're like, Oh, we have to go to this class or, Oh, we have this rehearsal. Um, but all those little moments are, are, if you allow them to, they teach you something valuable that you can use in the future um and also don't stress too much because <laughs> you're in college and college i feel like is is a great time and there's a lot of points now like when after we graduated when i thought back on our time at fordham and was like oh i miss this so much i miss 
you know, being with my friends all the time and being having the luxury to take class every day that I don't have to pay for in a beautiful studio with great teachers um, and, you know, have all these performance opportunities. So just in, enjoy the moment as much as you can. That's That's easier said than done, but I think that's something I wish I did a little bit more. Um, yeah. Yeah, me too. I always think back now, I'm like, dang it, I miss my friends. Right. I miss having my day set up so I yeah. don't have to think about it. Like you set your schedule at the beginning of the semester and right. it's the way it is. Yeah. Um, and I miss having advisors and teachers that are there for me all the time. Mm -hmm. I completely agree. Yeah. And we kind of took that for granted. Well, at least I did. I was like, mm -hmm. ah, this teacher, all the corrections. <laughs> but now I look back, I'm like, they really cared. Yeah, they cared. And, and I think that we just had access to so much that naturally as, as a younger person who's either a teenager or early 20s, like, you don't necessarily realize everything that's standing in front of you, like all the history and legacy that you have access to every single day. Um, so just to really embrace that and, and like continue to be curious about what's around you. Cause you can learn so much by just striking up a conversation with a teacher or even like um, a musician who plays for your class every week. And you, you never knew they have this whole life and all these albums on Spotify and like, <laughs> You know, like they, they have all these experiences that um, they're willing to share if you ask and if you connect, you never know what that connection could lead to in the future. So I definitely miss that, especially about being at Ailey because it's such yeah. a big organization and there are so many people a part of it, but so many people who have done amazing things and continue to do amazing things outside of the building. So um, yeah, just embrace everything that's at your feet, at your fingertips. <laughs> yeah. And I think one of the coolest parts about being at Ailey was the mentorship program. Were you a part of that? Oh, yeah. We yeah. Got paired up with a company member. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, that was a really cool experience. Anytime we got to like, interact with main company and just to have them in the same building or get to know them through the mentorship program. Um, that was really special and something that I don't think many other programs offer. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there are definitely a few, I feel like my closer mentors um, were actually some of the teachers um, or advisors um, who I'm still able to connect with now, which is cool. And who like, I don't know, they, they cared and, and you don't always realize that when you're there. But I think afterwards, like being able to call someone and just have a conversation about how life is going and it may not be going perfectly, but they're willing to sit there and listen and then offer maybe some advice or say that everything's going to be okay. And just knowing that those relationships that we formed there, they are long lasting beyond the program. Um, that's something really special that I'm very grateful for, especially since I ended up moving away from New York and kind of away from what was comfortable for so long. So um, I know that you did that graduation speech. Can you talk a little bit about it? 
Actually, um, I missed it because I was sick at I, graduation. I know. I was thinking back to that. I was like, wow, oh, what a day. Um, <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a privilege and something that's that I hold very close to my heart, something very special. I was completely shocked when <laughs> I think it was Dean Deschak like called me into his office um, one like one or two weeks before graduation and I had no idea what for. And then he was like, hey, so you've been nominated to give uh, a speech for your class at graduation. I was like, what? <laughs> I didn't think I was popular enough at Fordham to to be nominated to represent the whole class. Like not just BFAs, but everyone graduating at Fordham Lincoln Center that year, um, which was a lot of people. So I was very caught off guard, but it ended up being very fun and like just kind of a time for me to reflect on all that we had accomplished and all that we had been through. Even if I didn't feel like I knew everyone in our class, I knew we had shared this collective experience of like making it through four years at Fordham and everyone goes through the ups and downs. Um, so it was, it was a cool opportunity to just reflect on and be proud of our accomplishments mm -hmm. um, and then to share that with the, our full class, but also families and friends who came to graduation. And um, yeah, that was kind of a surreal moment, just like speaking at the podium and looking out and seeing all these graduates wow. um, who were all excited to graduate. So everyone was smiling and cheering and, and just really happy. It was terribly hot though. <laughs> the sun was beating down and I'm sure you remember, but yes. people got sunburned, like the worst <laughs> sunburns you've ever seen. <laughs> My mom yeah. included, just like red head to toe. <laughs> so that was the only drawback. But <laughs> other than that, it was definitely a, a happy day for most of us. I'm sorry you got sick. That was so <laughs> it was, it, Yeah, it was a crazy day. And yeah. for everyone who's listening right now, I got car sick on the way there. <laughs> yes. And then it was really hot. So that made it worse. But yeah, yeah. And it was oh, well. a, long day, a long day in the sun. So, but we we still have our degrees. That's yeah. the important part. So that's the the most important part. Yeah. Um, speaking of degrees, what was the most challenging part of your time at the BFA program, the Ailey Ford and BFA program, and what? How did you get through it, and what did you learn from it? I think. Um, my biggest challenge within the program is something I'm still figuring out how to um, better deal with even now. And that was like my own mentality and like my perception, not necessarily my mentality to show up because I think we were all very, um, we had great a great work ethic and we kind of knew that we have to be here and we have to do our best. And we wanted that for ourselves, but I think just being in such a competitive and high level dance program, it's easy to kind of see so much talent around yourself and then begin to question internally whether you're um, good enough to be here, but also good enough to like make it outside beyond the walls of Ailey because the dance world is so big. So I think 
there were times when I was very hard on myself and I kind of let that um, dictate my whole day and we had long days. Um, so that's a challenge if you like start your 8.30 a.m. ballet class with a bad attitude and then it just trickles on through Horton, through your academic, <laughs> through comp, through rehearsal. Like I think I was very inspired by the talent around me, but I was also intimidated at times. Um, so I'm, I'm still kind of learning to work on um, self-esteem in the dance world. Cause I think that kind of um, ignited within me from way before college. So like, probably you can relate to this, but like growing up in a ballet academy yeah. The competition is intense and um, the teachers, you know, that generation was kind of raised with a certain approach to how to teach and how to run a classroom and um, intimidation in order to uh, achieve new levels and new heights for students. So I think that's something that I've always been challenged with in the dance world, just like self-confidence and self-esteem. And I don't think it necessarily, like, I'm, I wouldn't say I thought I was a bad dancer at all, but I just can feel like thoughts floating around in my head and bouncing back and forth. And I think a lot of us can relate to that and deal with that. And it's, you know, a ongoing battle, but, and some days are better than others, but I think because Ailey was an organization and a company that I really looked up to and like aspired towards, that was only more intense. Like the internal thoughts and questioning was only more intense for me. Um, but I think, well, number one, friends. <laughs> like I was super fortunate that our BFA class was pretty close. Like there were a lot of people I could reach out to and I lived with dancers for three of my four years. So friends can, are always like my saving grace. So that was definitely a way to, to get through it. Um, and I learned more and more as I went through the program and got older, like I kind of opened my eyes beyond just 55th and 9th because <laughs> it's a big building with a lot of people but there's so much in New York and so much to be a part of and and so much that's possible to be a part of so um just like being able to see more dance and go over to Broadway see Broadway shows and just stay inspired outside of the building that was helpful um and then also um being invested in my other major as well and life at Fordham um mm -hmm. so it was kind of like the the bigger the program was and the more we were exposed to like the more intimidating but also the more inspirational it was so it's like a yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i get that because if you're in this competitive environment for four years every day most of your time and then you go to school and it's really competitive at school too or right. academics yeah you can kind of just get into your head but we had awesome friends. Yes, and we did. We had great memories. Like, man. <laughs> yeah, and then also just, I i mean, I was injured for a few times during that time. And I learned a lot during that because my self-esteem went boom, all the way down the yeah. first one, the first injury. And 
I learned that I liked other things outside of dance. And that I think that also helps too, is finding some things that'll boost you up. Yeah. Making the rest of your life happy and finding some things that it's okay to be bad at, you know, yeah. like, oh, yeah, hey, like I might not be the best at painting, but I'm going to paint for fun. And it's okay if it's bad, if it's okay if I'm the worst one yeah. here, but yeah. just do it for fun. Right. And I think like that idea, like perfectionism was ingrained in us at such a young age. And that just trickles into so many aspects of our lives. And especially in college, um, in a college dance program, nonetheless. Mm -hmm. So kind of letting go of that and being able to let go of that outside of the studio is, is such a relief and like a release and really does just help you as a person to be more well-rounded and, and honestly happier. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And I think at first it feels crazy. You're yeah. like, I'm letting go. Yeah. I can't do it. <laughs> I feel like I'm, my life's going to end if I, I'm not perfect at everything. And then once you let go a little, it's easier to let go more. Hey, yeah. maybe I'm going to try doing hip hop today. At least I wasn't good at hip hop. You're amazing yeah. at it. No. <laughs> No, yeah, even just like having the luxury of being able to take classes outside of Ailey. I mean, I know we were exhausted and I didn't really do this a lot while I was a student, more after I graduated, but being able to go to BDC or Steps and like dance with other people and other styles and, and do something different where you don't feel as pressured to be on it 100% of the time. You can kind of enjoy it more, um, yeah. Yeah. I love taking open ballet class because oh, yeah. it doesn't matter if you're feeling good that day, if you're perfect, right. like you're in there with, you know, recreational ladies and like yeah. people. Yeah, all kinds of people. Yeah, all sure. kinds of people from all parts of New York and you just can go in and feel good and yeah. dance for fun. Yeah, yeah, which I think is something, yeah, I wish I did a little more of that in college, you know actually enjoy where I am <laughs> I mean we didn't have much time to yeah. take oh, extra yeah. class but I guess enjoying the moment mm -hmm. but yeah. I felt like we did enjoy the moment oh yeah we did I make it sound like it was awful no <laughs> it was great and I miss it every day <laughs> um yeah no we had a lot of fun in the studio don't get it twisted a lot of fun <laughs> so speaking of graduation so after graduation, you went and you did your tour with New Chamber Ballet, and then you did the Christmas Spectacular at Radio uh -huh. City. What yeah. was it like auditioning for that? And then what was your mindset when you got in? Like, how did it feel? And how are the shows? Yeah, um, it was completely unexpected. So a total surprise, I will say. Um, a friend, uh, also a dancer in the BFA program, um, was like, hey, we should go to this audition, an open call. And I had seen it previous years, like I had seen the open call notice previous years, but my senior year was my first time going. Um, so I showed up and, you know, you show up early and there's hundreds of people, <laughs> hundreds of women and girls just all in their makeup and in their 
character boots and ready to, you know, jazz it out at Radio City Music Hall. Um, so it it was kind of, it was my first open call, like just cattle call. So I think there were over five hundred um people there auditioning for the female ensemble and it was a long day. There were a lot of cuts. So we would do a short combo and then they'd make a cut and then we'd do another short combo and make a cut. And that kind of lasted probably until about five o'clock that day. And then by the end of the day, I think there were 30 or so people at the end and they said, we'd like to invite you back for the callback, which was the same process the next day. Um, and then made it to the end of that. And then they said, okay, um, they took all our measurements and stuff for costumes. Um, but they were like, you'll get a final, um, uh, invitation to join the ensemble in a few months. So there were a few months where I didn't know what was going to happen. And I, that kind of coincided with graduation. So I was, it was a lot of, what am I going to do after I graduate? I don't know, but it ended up working out and I'm so grateful it did. Cause it was, it was a really cool opportunity um, to kind of live what I think of as like more of a Broadway lifestyle in the sense that you show up and every day you have shows to do and you go to the theater, do your makeup, run your show however many times that day and then go home and go to sleep and do it again the next day. <laughs> um, but the, the process was very different um, from anything I'd done before. So I guess we were, well, not I guess, definitely the Ailey program kind of trained you for the concert dance world. And this was jazz and Broadway and um, theater, which I didn't have a lot of experience with, but I'd always loved. Like, I love going to see Broadway shows and have always loved that since I was a kid, did the musicals in high school. So it was kind of like a dream come true, but this dream that I was never really planning for, just something that always, you know, floated in the back of my head. Um, yeah, so I did that my very first winter season out of college. Um, And New York at Christmas is already magical. It's a magical place to be. So to be a part of a show that brought so many people to the theater and to share that joy on stage um, was really special. And it, it's an intense show to do because you can have up to four shows a day. Um, so we were exhausted. <laughs> and you, know, you have to spend Thanksgiving, Christmas in the city. So those were my first times being you know, there and not at home for the holidays. But um is definitely an experience that I, I loved and cherish and um yeah it, it was it was very special very festive <laughs> how did you do four shows in one day <laughs> that's a good question <laughs> I think on four show days um we would show up and I had a, a couple really close friends in the cast and we just kind of look at each other and say, okay, we're just going to take it one at a time. <laughs> um, and the show was relatively short, um, is 90 minutes. So it's, it's kind of the type of show where once you start running it from the top, then it goes by pretty quickly. Um, so I will say on three or four show days, the day went by rather quickly and there's not a lot of turnaround time between shows, but, um, 
you would definitely leave the theater exhausted. <laughs> and you know, Radio City and like Rockefeller Center, there are thousands of people trying to see the tree and and um, window shops and, and or shop windows <laughs> and things like that. So after you walk out of the theater, you just kind of like put your head down and dart to the train and <laughs> push past people. But I also relied heavily on ice baths. <laughs> when I did that show because my body was definitely feeling the intensity of, of that dancing so frequently. Wow. Yeah. That sounds amazing though. It was. I, I don't think there's anything quite like dancing on a stage like that. And that house sits or seats over 6,000 people. So just being able to dance and then look out and see a massive audience um, that was something special and like one of those moments that will always stay very vivid in my memory. Oh. Yeah. So um, can you talk about the solo performance you did recently? Sure, yeah. So um, I think it was in September of 2021, I had my very first solo show, which was really cool. <laughs> um, and it was in Houston in coordination with the Blaffer Art Museum, which is University of Houston's art museum. And the director there had reached out to me a few months prior um, and basically wanted to collaborate and like bring dance into an art studio space or an art gallery space. Um, and my parents are actually both visual artists. And so I always grew up going into galleries and like they very much feel like home. Um, so it was really nice to be able to bring my performing art, which I've also grown to love into a visual art space, which has also felt like home. It was like kind of merging of the arts. Um, and my specific show was in coordination. It was basically a a reflection on the exhibit that they had up, which was um, The End of My Beginning. That was the title by Jamal Cyrus, who's a Black artist um, based in Houston or from Houston. Um, and his that specific exhibit that he um, was showcasing was kind of a reflection on his growth as an artist, as a Black artist um, over the years and pulled on a lot of black history and um like popular music um from the 60s the 80s um and a lot of political events that happened during those times as well so it, there was a lot to um there was a lot for me to kind of start creating from which was nice and given that my second major was in uh, African-American studies, like it just kind of worked out perfectly. So I ended up having a solo show. So I did four solos that were uh, around five minutes each in different parts of the gallery. And they each solo kind of reflected um, a different work of art. So I titled the show Resilience and kind of just thinking about the resilience of African-American history in, in this country and the path and the journey um, and then what resilience means to me um, as 
a mixed race American as well. And just, it ended up being a lot of improv, (laughs) which um, that was kind of just, my schedule was a little hectic at that time. So I didn't get to choreograph um, or set as much as I thought I would. But I think it kind of worked out for the better because I was able to just move um, based on what spoke to me in the moment and like what art was physically there in the space. Um, And that was the first time I just had so much freedom to just dance for an audience and with very little expectations from myself, um, but also from the people in front of me. Um, So it was very freeing time and kind of like a a moment um, of of triumph, I guess, (laughs) which was, yeah. I mean, it's combining everything you love, mm-hmm. both your college majors. Yeah. And then I also think that doing it as improv is even better than choreographing it because you're not stuck to a certain um, choreography. You mm-hmm. can, you know, feel the music and use your emotion. Yeah. Absolutely. What you're feeling at that moment, and maybe it'll change if you do the show more than once or yeah. if you had the choreography, it might've been, oh, I was feeling this, but I choreographed this. So I'm just going to do it this way. Right. Yeah. It made it very genuine and authentic because I just was able to follow what moved me in the moment um, for the most part. So that was, that was really neat. And again, something that I, wouldn't necessarily see myself doing I mean as you said it was the perfect thing because it combined my two passions so to say um but prior to that opportunity I really never thought oh I'll have this solo show in an art gallery and it'll go like this so I think that's that was a perfect kind of realization for me and like oh this is what I really enjoy doing and this is what me studying my two majors in college has has prepared me for moments like this. Yeah, and then sometimes when you're in class after class and you're training and you're doing other people's choreography, you kind of, at least me, lose a little bit of why you started dancing because you're in this routine. And then once you do something like a solo show or a solo or an improv-based performance, that combines things that you love, maybe a song you love or um, the art gallery and the specific artist, then you realize this is why I dance. Yeah. This performance. I, yeah, I think that's amazing. And also coming out of a year and a half about of COVID and having a chance to perform, that just sounds like the perfect, most ideal situation. Yeah, it's it's interesting um, that you say that because I definitely, when I'm doing work now, for example, at Dallas Black, like I think back to the feeling I had performing in that show, that solo show, and was like, how can I transfer or how can I find that energy of freedom and like that feeling again in the work that I do that's maybe not my own work? or not a style I'm completely familiar with. So it's nice to have that reference um, to sort of scope out how to find something beautiful that I felt before, but transfer it to another piece. Yeah, 
And it it's so good to have that experience. Well, were you in the second company at that time or had you, were you about um, to start? I had just started with main company. So, oh, I was kind of, yeah, that's amazing. So <laughs> like having that experience as you're just starting with the main company yeah, is something that will enlighten your performances to come. Oh, and because if, for example, like for me, I joined this company while I was in senior year of college. And I feel like I was a little bit of an immature artist in a sense. Like I, I didn't have that. I had the focus on the technique. Yes. And when you find that artists inside, then you grow so much and you're able to perform so much better as a professional. Yeah. And I think that experience you had really helped you as a professional yeah yeah and that's something i feel like i was just talking either today or yesterday to someone about that but i feel like i'm still i still have a lot of growing to do like even in this position that i'm in now and so fortunate to be in i don't by any means think this is my i've finally reached my maximum potential like i find myself still very focused on technique and counts and and shapes and there's so much more to art <clears throat> and dance beyond that. And I've always known that, but I don't think I realized that I'm not always tapping into all my potential um, until now. So I definitely look to other people, other more senior people in the company who I, I'm really mesmerized by because they kind of recognize that a little more. Um, so I'm definitely even still working on that now, but having that, show um specifically has definitely taught me that i can you know it's in there it's it's within me but mm -hmm. i'm i'm you know pulling it out little by little every day or trying to so what has your experience been with uh been like with dallas black dance theater it's been awesome um it's been kind of a whirlwind um but i have, well, I first saw the company our senior year of college. They performed at Ailey. And after I saw that performance, I was like, oh, this is a company I would really enjoy dancing for. Um, and it, you know, in a roundabout way, three years later, I was able to come here. Um, so it's been very eye-opening and helpful for me to kind of see what it's like to be a professional concert dancer and like have this routine every day you come in and you take company class and then you have rehearsal we rehearse from 11 30 to 5 every day after company class so it's like I think one of the first things I had to learn was how to um like sustain myself throughout the day because if I give everything I have in company class and then I still have a full day of rehearsal then I'm just I'm dead and not working to my best so i definitely mm -hmm. had to learn how to preserve energy very quickly <laughs> um but we were a rep company so we get to do a lot of different works and um different types of work as well um so that's been neat for me to be able to grow and at this point in the season we're kind of well we're touring more um which is nice because we get to revisit work that we did earlier on and just as we were talking about like pulling out um, more of that maturity and artistic choices as dancers, I feel like every time we revisit a work, I get to 
pull out something new from that. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm like really invested in quality um, of movement because I don't think I explored that much in college. <laughs> I'm realizing that now. I was definitely with you on that train of like technical and which is great and it's mm -hmm. awesome because that's a super um, important foundation to have. But now that we're older, it's exciting to start developing our voices as artists and make artistic choices. So I'm really grateful to be here and have um, an opportunity to do that kind of every day. Wow. <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. The goal is to keep growing. <laughs> well, speaking of growth, uh -huh. um, who inspires you? <laughs> like, who do you look up to? And uh -huh. Who are your favorite dancers, etc.? Yeah. Um, I feel like you know this about me, but I've always been a person who's really inspired by people in the room with me. And I say this because as I'm sure you remember, there were specific people, even when we were in college, yeah. specific people like juniors or seniors while we were freshmen, who I just latched onto. Like I watched their every move and I was just entranced by them. Um, so I'm very much the same way now. And I look up to people who, um, are in the room with me and there are certain coworkers that I just like watch in amazement every day and kind of try to learn, even if we're taking class, like I'll, you know, look over at them at bar and then in the center, the same thing and kind of like try to figure out what it is that I'm so drawn in by. And then also if there's anything that I can implement maybe in my dancing as well. Um, so yeah, I, I always, you know, scope out those, inspirational ones <laughs> um, but I was trying to think of like what professional dancers who I'm most inspired by I think it fluctuates and changes often um, as I learn more about dancers but I really love Tyler Peck <laughs> I think her musicality I think that she just makes so many choices and her musicality is really incredible um, and I did like all her or not all of them, but a lot of her classes, you know, from home during the pandemic when I was trapped at home. Mm -hmm. um, so kind of getting ac having access to her that way and understanding a little more her thought process behind movement was also very fascinating and enlightening. Um, let's see other dancers. <laughs> I, um, I'm, I love, so I mentioned this before, but I love Broadway as well and commercial dance and so much beyond kind of what I do every day. So um, dance wise, like people who have been in multiple shows really inspire me. Like for example, Ariana DeBose, like I follow oh, yeah. her career. Um, and I feel like she's getting really, she's kind of a big household name now, but she's done so many things before to get here. Um, so I'm very fascinated by things like that. Um, yeah, I heard, um, I was reading an article in Dance Magazine about her a while ago. Uh -huh. And it was talking about her journey and how she 
came to New York and she was sleeping on her friend's couch for a while and she didn't know if she was going to get a job and she was auditioning and then she finally got something uh-huh. and it's it's so inspiring because now she's right a household yeah. name it's yeah. so cool <laughs> yeah yeah and it's just like reminds you that we're you know everyone started from a point where we are now and even if it feels like you know is is this going to work out like there is most definitely the potential and you have the capability to do so. It's just like continuing to chug along, even, even when we're in the trenches or standing outside at Pearl waiting to audition for hours. Yeah. I think that was pre COVID, but <laughs> I know now it's all on self tape. Yeah. And uh, as someone who's doing those right now, It seems like you're sending your self tapes into an abyss and you don't know when the next one's going to be coming, like when the next available audition is. And yeah, but coming from that point of view, it's just like, keep going, keep chugging along because your, your time may be tomorrow. Yeah, it it really could. Um, And yeah, and you're never going to know if you give up. So (laughs) we only have the option to keep going for sure. So we kind of touched on some advice, but what's some advice that you would give to younger dancers Um, or your younger self even? Younger self. It's funny you ask this because on our last tour, we were just in Lubbock this past weekend and we had a Q and A after the show and a little, a young girl, asked the same question she was like i want to be i know that i want to be a professional dancer when i grow up and what do i want or what are some advice that you would give to me and i was thinking about it um you know about all the because there's so much there's so much you could say right about like what's what's going to help you to get to where you want to be and i decided to say that my advice is to believe in yourself and like to always really know in your heart and believe that you can do what you're aspiring towards. Cause I think that that has, hasn't always been constant within me like there. And I, and I've let that get the better of me mentally sometimes. Um, so if there was a way like, when I think of dancers I aspire towards or am really inspired by, it's always the the sense of confidence that comes with it. Um, And to be confident within yourself and to believe in yourself because you're really the only person who can make what you want happen. Like other people can help you get there, but you are the vessel with which it's going to happen. So you have to believe in yourself. Um, I think that's, that's like my top (laughs) no top piece of advice and something i still have to you know advise myself on (laughs) um yeah yeah believe in yourself as long as you put in the hard work of course dance is hard work we all know that um and you're not going to get there by being lazy (laughs) yeah Uh, and if someone has an idea or a dream it's not just like, where does that dream even come from? It's got to come from something within, right? Like, if you can't stop thinking about it, keep working towards it. Yeah. And something else is like, if you've been working 
towards something, say you're a senior in college and then you get to an audition and someone says, oh, uh, you're not the right fit. You cannot let someone bring you down. You got to keep going. There's going to be a lot of no's. Yeah. Yeah. And especially in our industry, like there's always someone watching, like there's always someone watching you, whether or not they're judging you, quote unquote, the job of the people in front of the room is to like observe and analyze what you're doing. So we've known that for a while and have to get comfortable with that. But at some point you have to distance their perception and their corrections and their comments um, from your, like your passion and your heart. Like at some point you have to draw the line and say, yes, to all that, I hear that, but also I know that I am worth it as, as just me. Like I, I am worth it and I can do it. And I believe in myself to get to where I want to be. And it's not only for the people in front of the room. Like it's not, you don't want to get there or maybe you do, but it's not going to help if you want to get to a certain point just for your directors. Like, I think we all started this because we want it for ourselves. Um, so we have to remember that that little kid or teenager or adult, whenever you started dancing, like the reason you started dancing then should be the same reason that motivates you every day to do your best. Um, and it's not for anyone else. It's, 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 it's only for yourself. And that's when your best, your best artist comes through. Yeah. And don't take advice from someone who you wouldn't, what is that quote again? It's like, don't take advice from someone who you wouldn't, I don't know. I'm forgetting the quote. Like wouldn't, um, I think I know what you're talking about. Don't take it like, <laughs> yes, I know what you mean. Like who you wouldn't, who uh, you wouldn't allow to give you advice to or something like that. Or don't let someone hurt you who you wouldn't take advice from. Oh, yeah. That, Maybe. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a good one. <laughs> Self-motivation. <laughs> yeah, like people who comment on videos on Instagram or YouTube or whatever and say, eh, that's not good. It's like, yeah. I don't know you. Um, I'm yeah. not taking your advice. Yeah. I don't know you. <laughs> and like art is um, subjective and everyone has their own opinion and what makes good art quote unquote is is subjective like my opinion of good art will be different from yours will be different from the next person so yeah shouldn't be doing our art only to base it on someone's approval or someone saying you're doing a good job you know because that's not real <laughs> like yeah <it's> art. <laughs> and I think that's what um that's the difference between a student mindset and a professional mindset going back to that because okay. as a student you always want approval and for the teacher to say oh good job or to get yeah. a good grade if you're in a graded dance program but right. then when you're a professional you don't have grades you're under contract yeah. and you're performing all the time and you need to explore your art for yourself yeah for sure i'm definitely learning that more now. <laughs> I guess that's what that's what we can say about the difference between 
dancing in a BFA program and yeah. a company. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. <laughs> being more accepting of your individuality, kind of, because um, in you know, when I was at Ailey, frankly, a lot of my mindset was like, oh, I just want to be noticed. Like, I just want to be, you know, get this and have this and just be seen. And I felt like the only way to do, or not the only way, because it certainly wasn't. Um, but my way of doing that was to like, do everything correct. But that doesn't, that, I mean, you put people on stage 10 dancers on stage and they're all correct like that's (laughs) not gonna draw your your eye right (laughs) i mean they'll look like a really great precision dance (laughs) company or um drill team or what have you um but it's like the next step of of taking artistic liberties and making choices in your quality and your dynamics and how you hear the music and all the emotion like there's so many layers um that i'm you know, always working on and trying to evolve as, as a dancer and artist. Never gets boring, that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> There's so much to do. All right, last two questions. Okay. They're fun. Okay. What is your favorite type of music to dance to? Mm. <sighs> Interesting. Music to dance to. I would say anything with like a beat like a jazz jazzy um song i'm super into i'm like in a phase where i only listen to musical soundtracks right now like broadway musicals (laughs) so i would say that at the moment um i think i love broadway because it's quite literally art telling a story and like stories that we can relate to and when the music tells a story as well my body's like oh yeah i feel this story um so i'm gonna go with a broadway musical (laughs) dance to that (laughs) i love in the heights oh yes me too Ah, (laughs) that has certainly been in in the um playlist yeah in the heights music Mm -hmm. yeah Okay, last question. What is something you do before performance, like a pre-performance ritual? Do you have one? Pre-performance ritual. Let's see. Um, hmm. I have to really think about this one. <laughs> um, I don't think I have a big ritual per se um but something i do like to do before performance um is just kind of like calm my breath because i have a tendency to let my mind run wild (laughs) and like get anxious before shows which i guess is is good to a certain extent but just calm myself and say that this is like this is an opportunity to share and and for you to just enjoy yourself and to really connect with people on stage. Like I think anytime I have like a piece of um, a piece of a show or choreography that's like really intense, I try to connect with someone 
who I'm dancing with before we go on. So if I'm like running in behind someone, I'll just like hold their shoulders and take a deep breath and, you know, say, have a good time. My new thing to say to one of my coworkers right now is bada bang, bada boom. So (laughs) I'm like, let's do this. Bada bang, bada boom. (laughs) Um, But I think just connecting with other people, whether that be through a hug or a handshake or like an affirmation and saying, okay, we got this. Let's just have a great time and calming myself that way. Well, that sounds awesome. I know we did some of that before our shows at Ailey. We would hold hands and do this circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you're sharing this experience with other people and it's it's an experience that only you guys are going to create together for one moment so to yeah. really embrace that and, and hold the that maintain that it's special because it is well thank you so much for joining me today thank you for having me i was so excited to be here yeah like talking catching up reminiscing a little bit <laughs> Well, thanks everyone for listening and thank you, Isabel, for joining us. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Dancer Talks. You can find Isabel at Iswal Greens on Instagram. And don't forget to subscribe to Dancer Talks on Spotify, Apple Music, and YouTube to stay up to date with our weekly episodes. Also check us out on Instagram at Dancer Talks. Without further ado, I'm your host, McCall Sheets.